All right, what is up, Live Reality Games World? It is Dom, and I am joined once again with Drew. He is back uh, from his hiatus. Drew, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. I was very sad to have to miss last week's uh, recap, but I'm excited to be back. And as always, I have things to say. Yes, last week we interviewed our second jury member, Jen, and Matt filled in for, for Drew. But today, joining us on our panel is Survivor Dearborn, two-time season veteran, Charlie. Charlie, how you feeling? Welcome back. Wonderful. Thanks for having me, Dom. Uh, as always, it's all a pleasure. How did you feel about this last episode? I thought it was pretty good. I think you're starting to see some some lines get drawn as much as this cast hates alliances. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they come through no matter what. So it's, it's interesting to see those kind of things develop. And I think this episode did a good job of showing. Yeah, so the casualty of episode nine uh, is also joining us today. He is behind the scenes right now. For those tuning in, spoilers ahead for episode nine. If you haven't seen it, make sure to check it out. But without further ado, we are bringing in juror number three, uh, Spencer. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Wish I, was, I wasn't on this in the certain circumstances, but I'm doing good. Yes. Spencer, you came on this season with quite the resume already going in. For those fans tuning in, we do our day-long versions of Survivor that may or may not include a little alcohol. And Spencer was the reigning champion of our day-long version. So he came in, he came out swinging uh, when he need needed to, but unfortunately his torch was snuffed. Uh, Drew, I know you've had some harsh words, not some harsh words, but you've been critical of Spencer's <laughs> game. The past couple podcasts uh just general thoughts what's it like to see spencer out of the game spencer i severely underestimated you and we were talking about this before we before we went live i severely underestimated how good of a player you are and even though you did go out on a misplay which we'll talk about i do owe you an apology for underestimating you as a player so i would like to get that out of the way up front um, I have other people to target and personally victimize moving <laughs> forward today, but I underestimated you and I was wrong. Hey, no hard feelings. We're good. We, we will uh, dive more into that later on, but this episode was a big, big episode because it was the final challenge, the final round of day two. So this next episode tomorrow will be the start of day three. Um, Spencer, you played a complete two day game out of, you know, out of the gate. What was it like comparatively, I guess, from your one day game experience to what you've experienced so far with the live game? Yeah. So it was like, it didn't even compare to the drinking game. Like I thought it was going to be, you know, somewhat similar to the drinking game, you know, just challenges and all that, but it, it definitely, it was not nothing like it because, I went in thinking it'd be like the day drinking game where it just, you know, got to win challenges. I can vote out, you know, I can slide by, but after doing the two days, it was, it was a lot of mental thinking, like you were drained, like it was completely different. So it, it was, it was a great, great experience, but yeah, nothing like the, nothing like the drinking one. Yeah. Spencer, coming in, coming into this game, who else on the cast did you know or have pre-existing relationships with? So, yeah, I knew pretty much all of the Grand Rapids people. So I knew Hannah. I knew Taylor D, Taylor S. Um, I knew Rat King Kyle himself. Um, Mateo, Addison. Probably missing someone else, but I think that's it. It's, it's the most that you've might Mostly. have played. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, at least from the Grand Rapids, that's who I knew. Um, yeah, I think I think that's that's everybody. Yeah, this is this was a weird, weird thing for you to have to come into because for it being called Survivor Grand Rapids, a majority of the cast wasn't actually from Grand Rapids. Uh, so you came in, you know, having to build these new relationships and, and playing accordingly. For day one, you were on the winning Ionia tribe. Um, but we also kind of saw you maybe ebb and flow with a lot of people. You were talking with some of the girls. You kind of got brought into this all guys alliance. Where was your head kind of at on day one, you know, 
as as far as the game goes because all we really saw from you was like we want to win the challenges we're winning the challenges like who did you want to work with who were you working with on day one yeah so coming in day one my mindset was pretty much like gonna stay under the radar like if we win the challenges i can't go home you know that was kind of my mindset and it like it turned out to work out like when i was on ionia like we didn't lose like we won like three four straight or whatever it was so it actually it was perfect it was like oh this is this is simple like i don't even have to make alliances like if we just keep winning i won't get voted out simple mm -hmm. as that but like going into it um you know i wanted to stick close to my grand rapids people um like canna and kyle and all them um but then when I was on Ionia, I know that girl alliance was forming and stuff. So I knew, okay, maybe me and Hannah aren't really going to work out. So maybe I should go to with Kyle and like Ryan and all those guys. So it kind of switched like challenge to challenge of who I was going to work with. But we kept winning. So I wasn't even really thinking about what alliances I needed to make. Um, it was just all about if we can keep winning, then I'll, I'll be safe. That's kind of where my head was at yeah yeah i it was a it, it was a very interesting dynamic and even when you did have to vote somebody out you ended up having hannah volunteer so you really yep. didn't have to do any dirty work until day two at the swap i feel like that's when you started to you know think you started to we saw jen liam ryan kind of take center stage over at the new cascade camp um but meanwhile uh matt referred to them on the last podcast as kind of like your own island of misfit players. Uh, you had Claire, Brendan, um, Taylor, D, kind of, you know, all involved in the conversations. Did you kind of see yourself as as grouping with them more than the big name players? Like, how did you perceive that dynamic on that new Cascade tribe? Yeah, I definitely went with the, you know, go with the flow under the radar people. So like Kyle, of course, like he's just skating by right now. Like, of course, I fit in with him because that's what I was doing as well. You know, so Claire as well, Brendan, like he didn't really have any big alliances that I knew of. So I kind of fit with those people that didn't really have alliances yet, but like were extra votes. Mm -hmm. So I kind of stayed, which they were kind of the majority because I mean, that was almost half our tribe right there. So I definitely stayed with those guys and kind of played the same game that they were playing, which was find out whose name we're going for. As long as it's not one of us, then, you know, go for them. And that Spencer, kinda... I do I do think you did a really great job of that. Your name <clears throat> came up from what we saw on film. Your name came up zero times pre-merge. Yep. Um, I think it was Hannah was the only one that yeah, voted for me pre-merge. Right. And and <clears throat> nobody nobody was discussing you as a threat and you were doing a you were an asset in challenges. You weren't putting yourself as a main target and that is where I'm going to take back what I had said. Now, do I wish I had gotten more confessionals from you? laying out that gameplay yes and that was my complaint was i don't see spencer's thought process i don't see his personality but i think you played that pre-merge perfectly nobody was coming for you in that pre-merge at all and you were positioned well to where you weren't even though you were in the the misfits group you weren't one of the people on the bottom but also you weren't way out in front as this big target that everybody was looking at yeah, yeah i'll add to that for sure i think spencer i think as like the crew you know we would debrief at the end of the day and we all thought that you were doing really well and skating under the radar and everything. We could see you bouncing around and stuff. But like Drew says, it doesn't really it doesn't really capture as much on screen just with um, interviews and everything. But yeah. I also wanted to add to the um, challenge part of it. I think that you were one of the most underrated challenge players oh, in the yeah. season. Watching back that tire challenge, you <laughs> you put the team on your back in some of those. Like, forget Ryan and Liam. Like, you were diving all over the place, rolling, grabbing people, throwing them around. You you killed it. I was say I, I was trying to throw people around. I was getting dragged myself by like Addison <laughs> and Mateo. Like it was it was an all out battle on that that yeah. tire challenge for sure. It was, was definitely yeah one of my favorite challenges. That was that was awesome. That was fun to watch. I, I agree. I mean, just, just watching you in that tire challenge specifically, taking on like two big guys like Addison and, and Teo by yourself as everybody tries to go deal with Liam <laughs> on your – like you you were like hanging with them. And then not even just that, but like with the um, with the rope pull, like the, the, the tug of war, like you, you held your own pretty decently on those as well. 
Um, but yeah, we really saw that kind of transfer into the merge. Um, that's actually how you won your one day game was, you know, yeah. winning out at the end. I believe you won like three or four immunities on at the end of that, uh, you know, drink inversion. Granted, it is a little bit more alcohol induced, but you still <laughs> know we're a challenged competitor on that. Yep. Um, did you kind of view yourself as that? Because I know we did have a lot of confessionals and it ended up on the cutting room floor where they'd ask you like, Spencer, like, what are your thoughts on your challenge performance? You're like, hey, we got to win. We got to win. Were you yep. gauging your like threat level, I guess, physically? You know, I was because, yeah, going into this, you know, I, I was kind of basing it off the drinking survivor. So I'm like, as long as I can win challenges, I'll be fine. Um, but yeah, with the team win, I wasn't really putting it on me. Like we got team one. That was that was a great team win. You know, it was nothing I did specifically, but um, it was still a team win. So at the end of the day, I'm not going home um, and the individual challenges. I wish I would have won a little more. Um, Unfortunately, my ping pong ball it fell off the plate that one time and Ryan got it. And then the eating challenge, Ryan got it. Apparently he can just swallow foods whole. That like challenge was, insane. There, yeah. Crazy. There was no point of any of us trying because like Ryan was telling us like he had a broken jaw or something and he could just like he practiced. <laughs> he had he could only eat like food. Like he couldn't chew his food. So he would just swallow like a his snake? food. Pretty much. <laughs> So I don't know. There was no, there was no point in any of us trying at the end of the day. Like I, I looked over, I think in the, in the shot, like I'm trying to eat my food and I just see him gulping down the sardines. I'm like, there is no point. I even like eat this. Like mm -hmm. I thought I would be good at an eating challenge, but yeah, not compared to Ryan. So fair play to him. That was crazy. Going into that challenge. I remember my crew told me that there's two people that's names were coming up. Of course it was Ryan and yours was starting to be, you know, rumbled about. And this like i plan everything you know accordingly all these challenges are planned they're ready to go i don't switch things around and knowing that it was going to be an eating challenge i was like well one of them's winning immunity because yeah. I don't see anybody <laughs> else like coming close because i know you probably would be very good and i just imagine ryan would chow down I was gonna a, say, couple I was kinda... those, a couple of those girls put up a really good fight yeah, yeah sydney yeah charlie you're sydney man she was she was i think she beat me in one of the eating ones like yeah. She swallowed it almost as quick as Ryan. I was very shocked. I'm like, okay, okay I got some competition here. That yeah. I do also want to give a shout out to Sydney right here. Since we are just kind of like touching base on this challenge, Sydney, you know, did very well. And as a production member, I did, um, I didn't do my due diligence and found out Sydney's actually vegan or not vegetarian. She's vegetarian. Charlie she doesn't eat fish either, though. Yeah, she doesn't eat fish. But uh, so putting that in front of her and her at least <laughs> attempting to do it was still pretty nuts in, in my opinion for her. So I, I have to give her kudos for trying it. And even at the merge feast, I found out that she was, couldn't eat meat. And uh, all I had for them was hot dogs. So um, she got, she had some hot dog buns. So she had some hot dog buns. So poor <laughs> Sydney out here is struggling. And uh, if we end up doing a season six, I am making sure to add a section to the application for dietary restrictions. So <laughs> Uh, Sydney, if you're watching, I apologize uh, for that and putting you through that. Um, but since we kind of let we talked about this episode a little bit, but I want to rewind because we saw two big vote outs that led up to maybe the you know penultimate vote out with you, Spencer. We saw Liam go out in almost a near unanimous fashion. I believe there's only three votes against him. And then Jen in one of the most divisive tribals in our show's history. Mm -hmm. Um so starting off with the Liam tribal, how did you really view that relationship with Liam um, going into that? Yeah. So I knew Liam was obviously a strong player. Like I knew he was strong physically. And then when he finished that, like, I don't want to call it Sudoku, but like the whatever the math, you call puzzle. Yeah. The math puzzle. Yeah. And he just like walks in there and just puts them all down at the same time. I'm like, okay, this guy's not only physical, but he's very like, He's smart as hell. Like, so I knew that was a threat. And then I knew like him and Ryan were very close, maybe not in the survivor game, but like they knew each other. So I, I just, I viewed that as a threat as well. So that was kind of why I voted. I think I voted for Ryan with, or Liam was because he was very tight with like the other big guys, like Ryan and maybe Addison or 
whatever it was. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's how I kind of viewed him as a threat, not only strong physically and also mentally. So, and during that merge episode, you found the the clue to the or the the safety without power advantage. Um, what was going through your head on that? And did you kind of have an idea of what you wanted to do with it at the time? Or were you just kind of like saving it for, you know, the right moment? Yeah, I had no idea. Like, um, I know I, w- I started up the grill. I was the, like the only one to like actually start up the grill. So I'm like, okay, I'll just kind of cook everybody's hot dogs. And I remember I was just flipping the hot dogs with my hands. And then I forget who it was that was like, aren't there tongs or something you can use? And I'm like, I looked over, I'm like, oh yeah, there's tongs right here. And then I'll, I'll, all of a sudden I notice like, oh, there's a piece of paper in here. So I like nonchalantly try to grab out the piece of paper without whoever told me there was tongs there, like without seeing, I think it was Bridget maybe or somebody, but like, I had no idea that there was an advantage there until someone told me to like grab the tongs or whatever. But yeah, when I got that paper, I'm like, okay, this is like my saving grace right here in case I'm ever in trouble. So I was just kind of pretty much holding that until my name came up, which it didn't until, you know, after I tried to get the idols out. Mm -hmm. So I was just kind of saving that until I really needed it. Right. And I will say safety without power is, I don't want to say it's harder to know how to use than an idol, but you You have to, you, it's hard (laughs) because with an idol, if you misplay an idol, like you're fine. But if you mm. misplay safety without power, like obviously you can be voted out. Yeah. Um, because you have to know exactly what other people are doing. Um, and of course, we go into the next round and we see that there's apparently all of a sudden Spencer is the biggest threat that we've ever seen on the planet, and everybody needs to vote Spencer out because he happened to like be helpful in getting yeah. rid of kid. Like, all I did I did some simple math and I was the biggest target there. I don't know. So I had a I had a quick question based off of that. Like just with the way this game kind of evolved, how I like to think I would have played is like, oh, so they're upset with me because I made a move in the last in the last one. Did you like maybe I should take this vote off? Did you think about that? I know it's hard to put yourself in that mindset with Survivor of taking a vote off because that's dangerous. But just with the way people in this game are playing, did that come to your mind at all? Oh, 100%. I was going back and forth. Like, I didn't make up my mind of what I was going to do with it until I'm like, okay, I know I have to play this, but I'm not sure if I should play it on myself or someone else. So that was going through my mind the whole time. I knew I was a target after doing the whole math situation and trying to get rid of the idols. So I knew I was definitely on the chopping block, but I thought that I could, you know, risk it for the biscuit and like still save my vote and get someone else up. But yeah, it's so, so yeah, come on, go with the question. I'm trying, no, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase it because I know what I want to ask. I just don't. Okay. So had you decided to use it on yourself and save yourself, what was your fear would happen that prevented you from doing that? So I, I knew that would at least, you know, buy me until the next day since it was the last, last tribal for the night. So I knew I would at least get, you know, the extra day and maybe win another challenge. But I just knew my name would probably still be on the chopping block. So I was just trying to, you know, build at least some sort of alliance because, you know, I didn't build any alliance really up until there. Like I had some close friends and everything, but like they still weren't voting, you know, with me 100%. So I didn't really have any tight alliances. So I thought maybe I I try to see if I can get an alliance, you know, show them I'm willing to work with them and like play it on somebody else so we can easily vote out a girl or whatever. Yeah. So you just, did you just assume that it was going to be, you would remove one of the girls and it would be a six to four vote? Yes. And then it would kind of, you know, scare someone, scare one of the guys from flipping over like changing their vote because I took away a girl. So if they were to flip, it would still be a tie or whatever. So maybe kind of scare them to not go to rocks or whatever it was. And you Um, knew that the girls were voting for you. At least that's what I thought. I thought that all the girls were pretty much going to write my name down. Um, And I thought I could at least persuade some of the guys not to like, that's why I went with Bridget because I thought, you know, Bridget, I thought at least burnt her alliance with Tom. Like I thought I could count on Tom. Cause like Bridget wrote your name down 
I'm throwing out Bridget. I will vote for Bridget. Bridget hasn't done anything to me, but I figured Bridget wrote your name down, Tom. You'll you'll be half you'll happily vote for Bridget because of that. Thought that would work. I knew Kyle would pretty much vote with me. I know he, he me and Kyle were pretty much, I'd say, he'd be my only alliance member, I'd say, which was probably not the greatest because he didn't really have any other alliances. So it was just me and him pretty much doing the under the radar stuff. But I thought I could get him. I thought Brendan, me and him worked well together. I thought he would vote with me. Yeah, we all did. Um, Addison yeah, and Ryan. I, <laughs> Addison and Ryan, I kind of, maybe they would. Like, I know I tried to go for their idols, but like Ryan still had his and he won immunity. So I thought maybe he'd just, you know, go with me. And then taking away the girl, I thought Addison would get scared and like, okay, he just took away a girl. Maybe I should vote with the guys for this one, but... I think it's a it's a very very like well thought out you know circumstance of where you're at. Yeah. I think any logical player would, you know, assume that. Uh, and and I truthfully like correct me if I'm wrong. And if you wanna if you wanna say it, but the vibe that I always got from you is not that you wanted it to be boys versus girls, but this was your only play in order to get you know the guys on board to get the numbers because you knew the girls were kind of throwing your name out. And then just rallying up everybody to get Bridget out, that was probably your only move considering that. And any in my perspective, any you know, logical player would do would hop on board. But then you have mm-hmm. players like Tom, Brendan, and Addison out here running amok doing their own thing. Um, so I I do think that was the right call, and there's only so much that you can do, especially reflecting on that last round. I don't think that you could have taken that round off. Because if you took that round off, you would have just, you know, gone out on a whimper rather than going out swinging. Yeah, Uh, right. The speed of that, we were trying to squeeze in an entire episode, an entire round in before nightfall. And we did a darn bad job at that because there's some pretty (laughs) dark shots. But um, it was it turned out, you know, okay, I guess for for some of the players. But it was a very chaotic round and it just seemed like a power struggle of you campaigning for Bridget and Juliana campaigning for you. Uh, did you know that Juliana was like behind most of that? I, I honestly had no idea. I thought it was like, well, I don't know if it was Bridget, maybe I thought, but honestly, Juliana was not even on my like radar. Like she's just going with their girls vote is what I kind of thought. Like I knew it wasn't clear because me and her were kind of close a little bit until I guess I told her what to vote for, you know? Um, so yeah, that whole thing kind of screwed me over. But yeah, I had no idea it was Juliana was the one behind the behind the gun, you know. So yeah, and I think speaking of Juliana, Juliana did a great job. Obviously, like you said, you didn't you didn't know that she was the one spearheading this. And when she's out in these conversations with people, yes, she's bringing your name up, but she's making other people feel like also it's their ideas and making them want to go along with it. And then she's coming into confessionals saying, I would ra- like, it's either going to be Spencer going out this round or it's going to be me. And then she goes back into these conversations and she's like, so what do you guys think about Spencer? <laughs> like, And other people are like, oh yeah, definitely. I think Juliana played this off perfectly. No, hundred percent. I agree with that. And yeah. as much, uh, go- sorry, going back a little bit, as much as, as much as we can, you know, Monday morning quarterback, this misplay that you, that you had based on the information that you had, I think that the decision you made was completely warranted. You don't get all the information from the other players in the game. And so from your side, you're looking at it like, okay, a couple of these guys are considering flipping. If I do this, it sets me up. I'm in a six-person majority. We take out one of the girls. So we really can't fault you too much. Yeah. I, do yeah, look- think, that, I don't think the the like playing the advantage was the misstep. I think you misunderstood my original question when I first asked it. I didn't mean like – taking the vote off, like using it on yourself and getting out and not voting. I meant like not trying to control this vote. Like I think oh. after spearheading the last one, you tried to spearhead this one too, which did he really spearhead the last one though? Well, in everybody's mind, obviously. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think that I'm talking, I'm just talking cast perspective. I just was interested to see like, would all of those guys not have voted? I don't like, I feel like it changed some of the decisions for some of the guys in their heads when they started to realize, oh, shoot, I haven't made a move, and it looks like Spencer's already made one, 
and now he's going to make another one. I can't let that happen kind of thing, you know? Yeah, maybe I didn't take that into consideration because I knew I tried to spearhead, you know, the the idle play. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even think about, yeah, maybe I was trying to – I was forcing Bridget, like forcing the guys to, hey, go Bridget without, you know, knowing who they wanted to go for. So, yeah, maybe you're, maybe you're right on that, that I stuck my head out there a second time. I think um, that gives them. a lot of credit to a few of the guys, though. Yeah, I think I think like when you when we said we threw out the word irrational, I wouldn't go that far. I think I think some of it was kind of weird. Like you would see Tom going up saying one thing to the girls, saying one thing to the guys, and I don't think he realized what he was doing. I think it was just causing yeah. a lot of chaos. But I also like like I said at the beginning of the episode, we are starting to see some of those alliances come through because like Tom it seems like Tom's in a real alliance with some of those girls. And it seems like Addison, even though they vote for him, with some of those girls, I don't know what it's doing for them at this point, but they're people that they don't want to vote out. And it's not just this block vote. Like we've seen in the past and that Spencer was trying to propose with this one of mm-hmm. trying to get one group to vote for another group. It was a lot of individual alliances at play. I think. I, I agree. I mean, I might have misspoke when I said irrational. I would almost argue erratic players. like Chaotic. Like, yeah, yeah. this whole episode, for me, at least editing, it was Tom going to say one thing to the girls, say, oh, yeah, like Spencer's trying to do an all-guys thing, and then he'll go over to Spencer and say, man, Bridget's sliding under the radar right now. Like, <laughs> and, I don't, and then he'll go to his confessional and be like, yeah, like I think I want to go for Ryan, and it's like, okay, Tom, which one is it? And so yeah. Tom baffles me. Once he writes his his par- name on the parchment, and I see maybe his confessional from the next day or from the next you know round, then I get to kind of see Tom's logic. And I do agree. I mean, he is playing a very very good middle of the road game, and these players that keep voting for him still you know think that he trusts them because he puts on that persona of. You know, yeah, it's okay. No, I just go round and round. And I think what we're going to start to see is um, Tom holds grudges. And he he forgives, but he doesn't forget. And um, you're going to see it, I think, in this next episode. I would love to see it because this is the second time this season that he has been like, oh, yeah, I'm in a really tight alliance with these two or three people. And then they vote for him. And then the next episode, he's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. And then, yeah, he forgets it. (laughs) I I think it's also funny to kind of like note um, if we're talking about uh, the guys right now, I think Addison cracked me up this episode because his big move that he was going to make was flipping on <laughs> the boys and it depend- like all the boys ended up doing it anyway. <laughs> I would like to say that unironically, I think this is, <laughs> I unironically think this is Addison's best episode because he didn't have the idle paranoia holding him back and he was <laughs> able to just like be a normal player. Think about the game rather than yeah. think about the title. And it's funny how like timid his confessionals are and maybe a little bit more well thought out <laughs> now that he's like, doesn't have that idle looming over his head. I think the one person that misstepped this episode and drew, I'm sure you want to piggyback on this was Brendan. I have no idea why he voted for you, Spencer. He, uh, that made absolutely no sense um, yeah. other than just yeah. like going with the numbers. Brendan is in that we have seen. Brendan is in no alliances. The only time that we hear from Brendan, I am actively working this person with this person was a few episodes ago when he says, yeah, me and Spencer are pretty tight. And then obviously we see Spencer and Brendan being like a swing vote at multiple points through multiple tribal councils in the swap. And then he votes out the person who he's the closest with. Now, mind yeah. you, Brendan's name has still yet to be brought up, and he does have an idol. But I don't, like... Well, then he... Just as much of Brendan playing as I did of him in the background filming. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and then that, like, when I was trying to get the idols out, then he voted for, like, Sydney. He, like, threw off on a weird, like, weird vote. Like, he was supposed to... I can't remember if he was supposed to vote for Addison or Ryan, but, like... Watching back, I didn't know he voted for Sydney. I'm like, that was such a oddball <laughs> vote. Like, it didn't mean anything, but like, still at the same time, it could have meant something if he would have voted a different I, way. I think but he just doesn't want to make decisions. I think that's what it comes down to. I think the vote for Sydney was just, they want me to vote for Ryan. They want me to vote for this person. I'm going to just vote for Sydney because I don't know who to. 
I think the vote mm-hmm. for you might have just been someone came up to him right before tribal council and was like, hey, the rest of us are going to vote for Spencer. And he's like, okay, yeah. Might as well. Probably, yeah. I should have got the last word in and then maybe he would have. Dom, can you, can you bring up Valencia's most recent comment? Because I completely <laughs> agree. <laughs> I completely is, uh, agree. Started out on uh, the Ionia tribe and he has been in the game. That's what we can really say. And he has an idol. Um, Brendan has been just as quiet um, behind the scenes in his confessionals as he has uh, in front of the camera. So we finally might get some Brendan content in this next episode because I sat him down on the morning of day three and did a five minute confessional with him. So we'll maybe see where his head is at (laughs) a little bit, but uh, we'll see. Maybe he'll be able to pull off the Danny Boatwright and win the game with giving production nothing. We will see. Um, but Valencia is also in the comments. She's been a big uh, criticizer of Addison and his idol confessionals, and she's back to loving Addison now that he's he's got his um, idol out of out of his pocket. And so he might be a little bit more tolerable right now. She also says that she's team Juliana. She's liked her from the beginning. Um, and yeah, this was a great big episode for Juliana. She was able to get the girls to rally around this vote for Spencer almost flawlessly as she was able to not just do that, but dissect the boys and, and kind of get them to flip one-on-one. Um, behind the scenes, we didn't really get to see a lot from other girls besides maybe Sydney. Um, Drew, what was your thought process kind of watching the rest of, you know, the, the girls play, play this round? I think it was very smart of the girls once they saw that all the guys were grouped up to say, okay, all the guys are grouped up. We don't want to do guys versus girls. They don't either, but we don't really have a choice. Mm -hmm. And I think that they found the right person in Tom to start really pushing into like, hey, you need to flip. And then, of course, Addison does his own thing all the time. And so it doesn't shock me that he flipped. But I think that the girls played this very well. They kept it very calm, whereas the guys were the ones who were kind of all over the place. Um, I don't know. I guess other than Juliana, I kind of view the rest of the girls as like one unit this episode instead of individual players, which I think benefits them. I agree. Charlie, uh, with your significant other playing, um, what was your thoughts on Sydney this episode? I'm sure you might have caught um, a little bit more than the average viewer. You might have been paying a little bit more attention. Yeah, I do focus her on a little more, but I think I think she took a step uh, took a step to the side this episode. Kind of took a step back. I mean, she's been in the limelight a lot. I think, mm-hmm. like I said with Spencer, I think sometimes it's smart to play to play being the one that makes decisions, and then sometimes being it's smart to be the person that takes a step back. Um, I think she killed it in the challenge. And I think, you know, a lot of the moves that Juliana gets a lot of the credit for and is so well spoken about in confessionals, I think don't happen without relationships that Sydney made throughout the rest of the game. I don't think Juliana has those relationships with some of the guys that Sydney does. I think the guys flip for Sydney more than they do for Juliana. Even if it's Juliana's plan, I think a lot of it falls on the relationship rather than the plan. I agree. I do. I am starting to worry a little bit about Sydney. Not that I think that she is a bad player in any capacity, but we've seen now all three votes post merge have been the biggest targets. And of course, they're still trying to go after Ryan, but he's been immune. If I'm, I, Sydney needs to keep doing exactly what she's doing now and being not the person who's front and center because the moment she steps back up and starts making the moves and playing like she was in the pre merge, people are going to notice that and want to target her. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. We saw this episode. Yep. So, Spencer, you played your advantage. You went home. Uh, there's 10 people left in the game. We are starting day three with the final 10. The vote count ended up being two votes on Bridget, and then I believe it was, I think, eight on you. I think the, the rest. That, the only person that stuck with you was Kyle. How do we think the Rat okay. King is going to do entering day three? I think Kyle's Kyle's in a good position. He's kind of doing what I was planning to do. Is he's staying under the radar better than I think anybody could. Um, no one, I don't think anybody's really said his name. Like they've thought about it. Like maybe he'll be like the burn vote. Like maybe yeah. we'll say it's going to be for Kyle. He's kind of like playing a Claire game, kind of like if you hear Claire's name, you better be worried because like that's kind of like the decoy vote. 
but I think he's doing a good job staying on the radar. You know, he's kind of the swing vote. So people want him to vote with him. Um, not really a big target. Like no one thinks he's really a big challenge threat. Like a, he's not a social threat. So he, he's playing a good game, I think, so far. Yeah, I think he's, still, to... he's maintaining what he what he told us a few episodes ago and that he's just pitching himself as, hey, I'm a free vote. Just tell me where to go and I'll go as long as it's not me. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how this is going to go for Kyle. It really does depend on how he plays off this, you know, tribal council. We do see a lot of people try to, like, figure out who is on the outside of the vote. And I think that's going to carry over into this next episode. So we'll see how that affects Kyle. Um, but going into the next day, Ryan has his idol. Um, he's he's So does Brendan. Brendan still has his idol. Uh, every, like I said, there's 10 people left in the game. Um, Spencer, when you were voted out, what were your, like, how did you think this end game was going to go? Who was like your prime, like that person's going to make it far without spoiling what you already do know? No, I know really. I think I knew Juliana was going to go far just cause she got me out and I had no idea that she was behind the scenes doing it. And I don't think anybody really, I don't think anybody's really said her name or anything. She's kind of under the radar, but still trying to make, you know, power moves. Um, Ryan, of course, I think he's going far just because he keeps winning immunity. He has the idol still. Like, I almost wish that when I was trying to get all the idols out is that I should have told everybody just to vote for Ryan because knowing Addison from our drinking Survivor game, he's very, very paranoid when he has idols or anything. So I should have just told him, like, hey, we're voting for you. You got to play your idol and then put all the votes just on Ryan because I knew – Addison would most likely play his idol. I don't know how Ryan did not play his idol still. Like, I don't know what who gave him information that he didn't need to play it, but that guy has some he he's got he's got some balls on him. That's all I can say. (laughs) The fact that he didn't play it when I I told him and Addison that we were going for him, that was that that shocked me. That shot at his face with the dark circles under his eyes that zoomed in on him when he's not playing the idols. My favorite shot of any Survivor season. But Ryan has balls for not playing uh, the idol and, you know, guaranteeing himself safety for at least that round. I think you also so- showed some balls playing your safety without power for somebody else, which is a big play in and of itself. And it would if it would have played out, I think it would have been one of the biggest moves that we've seen in our series that was the first safety without power that we've had um, in our in our games. So uh, it was I was nervous that it wouldn't play out in a dramatic fashion, but you provided uh, in spades with that. We have a couple questions in the comments from uh, from some people just, you know, seeing seeing where you're where you might have been, maybe a little reflective on your time. Right. Tovius asked uh, if you who would you have wanted to take to the final three if the guys Alliance actually went through this vote Um, to add on to that, if the guys Alliance went through or, you know, include a girl, if you wanted to include or bring that, that's a tough question. Um, I'm definitely bringing Kyle with me. Um, I think he, he stuck, he had my back when I needed him and he was always there with me. So Kyle's definitely my number one. Um, you know, fair play to, I got to bring Juliana too. like fair play to her. Like I know she wanted to looking back, she wanted to partner up with me and I'm kind of, you know, upset that I didn't, you know, take that opportunity, but you know, and that when I was playing my head, like I wasn't like, I was only thinking strictly like myself. I wasn't thinking any alliances. So Juliana would have been a good one to play with, but um, for my third one, Man, that's 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 tough. Um, I can't go, Brendan. I can't go, Tom. They they screwed me over. Um, well, you'd want to play the final three with those two, right? Well, yeah, I guess yeah. Just be me, me and them two, honestly. Three. Yeah, I'll take that spot then. <laughs> so, Spencer, we um, I know that you are a fan of the the real show. You've watched a couple seasons. Matt has a question for you. Uh, he's a longtime commenter, first-time listener here. Spencer, what survivor player would you describe your game as most? Did you kind of come in with a game plan or even reflecting? Like, what? whose game would you maybe see yourself as? 
you know, I, I kind of watching back the episodes, I was, I was blushing a little cause I think it was like Juliana or something that said that reminded me, re- reminded her of like a Tyson and Hey, I'll, I'll take Tyson any day. Honestly, I just, I was looking at myself, just winning challenges. And that was pretty much, that was my game plan staying on the radar. So I'll take it. I'll take a Tyson any day. Mm-hmm. Um, Spencer, I think just cause you know, yeah, it's Spencer, the Spencer power. Um, he kind of, he's a smart guy. He, he was good at challenges every there now and then. So I'll take one of those two, honestly. I think those are fair. Drew, you are also a big survivor fan. Who's who came to mind watching Spencer's game come to fruition? Fabio. Fabio. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know Fabio. So season 21, you might want to watch it. Right. Fabio's um, very go with the flow, but still like, it, it involved in the strategy made questionably made moves um but I think you're more self-aware than fabio yeah right? i agree i agree <laughs> i was thinking like fabio and then the first name like when i immediately thought about it i went tyson and then i kind of got to fabio so like a tyson fabio mix is where yeah. i no, i'd say i definitely go with the flow guy so i'll take mm-hmm. i'll take that <clears throat> and i i uh we're about to enter our top three um you know, power players of the week. Uh, before we get into that, does anybody have any last minute questions or last minute pitches for who they would want to be in their top three? If not, we can just hop right in. Can I give a negative point? Um, sure. I'm giving a negative point to Brendan because why would you put out your closest ally? <laughs> no, you don't, don't actually, don't actually. I won't. I think he needs that one point. <laughs> the uh, one point I gave him. Yep. <laughs> Um, so without further ado, let's get into this. For those that are tuning in for the first time uh, or aren't familiar with how we do this, we each pick our top three players of the week. This was a pretty dramatic week for our players. Um, and personally for me, I would pick Spencer if I could because I think he played the best hand that he was dealt, but unfortunately he is not able to be considered. So we have 10 players that are eligible for these points. We'll start with ranking number three, who will receive one point, two will receive two points, and number one will receive three points, and each person gets their pick. You can find out where the tallies of all these points are going to be on our social media, Survivor Grand Rapids, and see who's in the lead. Uh, be sure to check that out. But without further ado, Drew. I do have a, a question yeah. real quick. I just want to, before we do this, um, just asking you guys, who do you think would have been voted out if I would have played the um power play on me like do you I, think it would have gone to bridget or like because that's no. why looking back i'm like i kind of wish i would have played it just because they would have been in like a total scramble of like who should they vote so obviously i know a lot less than dom and charlie do so i have to go based on the edit with my guess here i don't think they would have gone with bridget because i think bridget has way too many connections yeah they, i i, I want to say Kyle. It would have been it would have been a live tribal for sure. Kyle would have been a burn vote, I imagine. Or I, I could see the guys maybe sticking together and going Bridget because you did still make a very compelling argument for Bridget. Um, I think they might have gone for her, and then the girls maybe would have gone for Kyle. That's that's my guess. And them. then you think it would have tied out with the five five or like? I think Addison might have. Addison probably would have flipped, and I think Tom. You don't think anyone would have considered going for Addison? I think the girls might have, but Addison was one of the guys flipping for them. I don't think they would have gotten for him out. I think it was Kyle for sure. I do think you did have some girls on the edge to go for Bridget, or some people did consider that. So, And and you are on a cast where if a name is out there, they're going to latch onto it. So if Bridget's mm-hmm. name is already out there, I could very much see that she like people just latch onto that without having to throw out anybody else's name but at the same time kyle's a very easy name to throw out and he's not going to do much at least this point in the game to combat the people that threw his name out so i'm, I'm sure it could have gone bridget but it would have maybe gone kyle and you would have still been at square one the next day so i wouldn't beat yourself up about it too bad yeah, yeah. um so yeah without further ado drew number three what was who's your number three for this week i had a couple honorable mentions but I think I have to give number three to Addison um, because I don't know. 
I think I'm going to go for it because I think he's recovered from having awful episodes until now. I think mentally he seems to have it together. He flipped when he needed to. Um, although he's not necessarily in a position where he has a lot of influence, I think because he no longer has that idol, his name is not being brought up as much. I, I, I have to give him one, um, not a sympathy point, but like, uh, like he, he had a better episode than he has been having. What do you think his like plan going forward is? I don't think he has one. I think he plays, I think he plays round by round. And I think for some people that works, um, yeah, fair. I mean, obviously, obviously, Rat King now is on the outside. Uh, so unless he wins immunity or pulls something off, I think that's probably I don't know. Addison, I think, has a good couple rounds left in him, and unless he does something silly, which is not out of the question. <laughs> Charlie, you're number three. Well, before I go, I also say commenters throw yours in the chat too. I'd like to see what uh yes, what other definitely. people think. Um, but number three in the challenge, number one in my heart. Sydney, I got to put her at three. Um, like I said, I think she pulls strings behind. I think moves are made because of her relationships. I think um, what well, we saw in an all-star episode by Juliana, I think, I like I said, I don't think it's possible without Sydney. Um, I'm going her number three. I think she way, way overachieved in that challenge. I did not know that was coming from her. That was so fun to watch in person and then watch back on camera. Um and yeah, I think it wasn't necessarily the strongest episode from a ton of people. And I think it's I think it's very fair to put Sydney at number three. So I'm gonna go Sydney. All right. Uh Spencer, you're number three. My number three is it's gonna be Kyle. It may be a little biased, just he stuck with me on the vote. So honestly, I gotta give him a point for that. Um, even though he went like that was probably the first vote that he did that wasn't for the majority, so I'll take that. Um I appreciate he what he didn't lie to me. He said he was going to stick with me and he did. So, you know, I got to give him a point with that. He may not be in the best position, but I, I still think he's going to slide on the radar. I think people yeah. are now trying to make big moves. Like Juliana said, she's trying to spice up the game a little. And I think other people are going to be thinking the same. So they're going to be going for bigger players. And I think Kyle will at least get a few more rounds where he can just skate on the radar. He may have to pull something, but right now I think, I think he's good for at least a couple more rounds. So. We'll I do have a I have a question about Kyle, and I don't know if this is something Dom you can answer, or if it's something that will be answered in uh, tomorrow's episode. Yeah. Do people know that Kyle was the person who voted with Spencer? We will see. Okay. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, my number three, I got to go for Ryan. Ryan really didn't have much agency this round. But he's entering day three with immunity around around his neck and an idol. Um, we'll see what happens with it, but I still got to give credit where credit's due. He's riding that wave from the gen vote out. He's still involved in conversations. Um, although he did vote for Spencer, I think um, I think he was almost on the edge of. Uh, I, I think this was a big episode for him. Um, to my how I read this situation, he was kind of full sending, you know, the boys thing with Spencer, but he saw an opportunity to be able to get in with the girls and that may pay off for him for future rounds. And so I think while he might have had to cut Spencer, it looks like a bad move because Spencer, you were the only other big target in the game. I think he's also like it, it might look bad on paper getting rid of the next big name. I think he's making the inroads with the girls that he needs to, at least to, to carry him maybe around with an idol. I'll um, jump off that. Cause I'm, I'm putting him number two. I think for that exact same reason, you know, voting Spencer out, I guess, like you said, getting another big threat out there, but it, in reality, if it was Spencer and Ryan without immunity under on their neck, Ryan would be going home anyway. So getting Spencer gone doesn't do much against him. I don't think. And I do think that people people showed they were willing to work with him this episode after being so against him in the last. Yeah, he had immunity around his neck, and yeah, it does that for you. But I think he's playing um, a better social game as time goes on. I think at first it was all about winning challenges and playing big and scaring people. But I think he, like you said, he's making those inroads. And um, I think he, he read this round well in terms of not being on the outs of the vote and a vote that really I don't think mattered to him too much. 
Yeah, jumping off of that, I also have I also have Ryan at number two. Um, I think on top of what's already been said, he's obviously winning these challenges. He still has his idol. Um, even though it's very clear that every single person in the game basically wants him out, he was still included in the majority vote. People aren't keeping him out of conversations. And I think that says a lot. Um, if he can continue to win these challenges, I mean, Ryan, Ryan had a good episode, so I'm giving him points. Mm -hmm. Spencer, what about you? Are you hopping on the Ryan train? I, I am hopping on the Ryan train. He is my number two. He is my number two as well. I know watching the episode back, I know Juliana wanted to go for him. And he just happens, it happens to be the eating challenge where he just dominates and he pulls it out. So his name wasn't even in question. Yeah, he, he was a big, he was a muncher. Man, um, he unhinged his jaw and he won. <laughs> he just that swallowed it whole. was also one of my favorites. Him <laughs> just, doing it in. <laughs> Yeah, he was he is definitely a number two for me. Um, I would have liked to see him not win immunity just to maybe get the heat off of my back. Um, and maybe people would have tried to get the idol at least out of his hands. Um, but yeah, he ended up pulling through. So I got to give him the number two spot. All right. Well, Lindsay is in the comments. She nicknames him Terminator Ryan. So I like that. Uh, <laughs> Terminate. He, I, I, I'll roll with it. We'll see if it makes an appearance in the episode. <laughs> um, so my number two, I want to go for Sydney. I do think um, while Ryan did show a pretty big, you know, uh, social progress this round, Sydney was kind of like the, the, the wheels that got the things turning. She started the conversations with the guys and Juliana was able to seal the deal um, with that. So, I mean, Charlie's already kind of hyped up his lady enough uh, so I will save it, but um, I do think she had some very important conversations. She had Addison willing to flip. Uh, I'm sure she was she was heavily involved with a Tom, you know, talking to Tom. Um, but I, that just leeways into my number one with Juliana for this episode. The way she controlled the vote, the way that she got people to go for her, and the fact that you know Spencer and the boys still went for Bridget over her. You know, we've seen like the power players that were controlling votes basically go for each other, like Liam and Jen, and then Jen and Addison and Ryan. And then this was just, you know, Spencer versus nothing. So not um, even. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a very like political episode for Juliana. And I think that she pulled it off. Well, we'll see if those conversations will start to be held about her tomorrow, but I think it was the right time to make the move because you have people that are tired, they're going to bed, and they might forget just the conversations that you had with them the next day. So I think if there is a time to make a move, especially in our three-day game, it's on day two, last round. So that's my opinion. Uh, Drew, what about you? Who's your number one? I'm definitely going for Juliana. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I think she did a great job of being very clear with what she wanted to accomplish in her confessionals, and she went out and she executed it, but kept it so that the perception of her was that she was not the person making the move uh, because as we've seen the past couple of rounds the people who make the moves or are perceived as the targets go out and juliana did not set herself up to be that person who's out in front um i am hoping she maintains this energy moving forward in every round we get very clearly from her this is what i want to have happen this is how i'm going to execute it and then it gets executed now that doesn't necessarily mean I want to steamroll, but I think she perfectly executed a round of Survivor in taking out the target she wanted while maintaining her positioning. All right, Charlie. Jumping on the Juliana train. I mean, you, you can't deny it this episode. Um, this is, a, I won't say all-timer for an individual just because I don't think it was like that. It didn't end up being like a close vote or anything like that. But just in terms of, yeah, like we've said, making the move she wanted to make a move she wanted to do and nobody really realizing that it's her taking her as the threat because of it, I think was like Dom said, very political and very well done. Um, I think what really helps her is that she's one of the best we have at giving confessionals. She really puts her thoughts and opinions forward and that really shows to the audience. And um, you know, it, it piggybacks off of her gameplay and how she talks to people Um I think she does a great job of presenting it. Um, and you can you can see like two sides. You can see confessional Juliana, 
which might be kind of a villain. And then you see gameplay Juliana, which is like, oh, everybody, let's let's all hug and vote for the same person. Like it's, but it's the person she wants. I think I think she's doing a really good job, and this episode really exemplified that. Spencer, finish us out. I'm gonna finish with a, a clean sweep to Juliana, number one. Um, I think she she played this round flawlessly. Um, she got me out. She threw my name out, and then it kind of just set ablaze to everybody else. Like she tried, she controlled the vote with throwing me down, and you know she didn't stick her neck out there too far. So I think she did a great job uh, making a big move, but not painting a target on her back. So I'm excited to see how it plays out in the in the next couple of rounds. See if she'll get some heat for this, or if she just skates by. So. I'm excited, but yeah, I got to give it to her number one. So that is a clean sweep for Juliana. I also just noticed looking at my spreadsheet that I have pulled up, um, there were five people that received points this round, Ryan, Sydney, Juliana, Addison, and Kyle. Drew, you might like this fun fact. Uh, three out of those two, three out of those five people are significant others of former Survivor Dearborn players. You have Ryan and Alyssa, Charlie and Sydney, and Juliana and Matt. Um, question for you before we kind of close out this episode. Um, how do you think in this game, Alyssa, Matt, and Charlie would be doing? Are there significant others there or not? No. Let's We're replacing. Questions. <laughs> Alyssa's going to get swap screwed as always. Um, <laughs> oh, I have no idea. Matt is so hit or miss. I think that Matt and Charlie, both of you are great players. Um, it's hit or miss, especially being such known big threats. Um, yeah, you can and- take Mark's comment off the screen. Just- <laughs> he didn't even make the merge. Good for him. <laughs> and it does, I don't know. It seems like this cast is a little more savvy maybe gameplay wise than the cast that you guys have played on previously. But also this cast is way less about alliances than anything you guys have played in. So as long as you can keep the the fluidity, I don't see any reason that any uh, combination of the three of you makes merge easily. I, I agree. Um, But we will see if we ever get to that point in a Grand Rapids versus Detroit or Dearborn Survivor game. So uh, for those listening, this is your first sneak peek on, on thinking about how that would play out. Um, but without further ado, we are wrapping up this podcast. Any last minute questions for Spencer, Drew or Charlie? Anything that you wanted to know about him or, or the game that he played uh, before we kind of wrap up? Spencer, would you play again? Most definitely. I thought it was a great time. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. I thought it was great experience. I would definitely hundred percent play again, definitely play it differently, but I'd play again. Oh, um, well, Spencer, I will do our little wrap up spiel. Um, I just wanted to start off by saying thank you for playing again. Um, I, you know, knew that you were going to come in swinging and I've been secretly, you know, hyping you up while Drew's been tearing you down. Um, <laughs> it was one time. Because I knew what type of player that you were capable of. Uh, you came out swinging on our drinking survivor. You won that. Uh, you didn't go uh, as far as we thought you might be on this season, but you went down swinging on that as well. Drew texted me, and I think I texted you a screenshot of this, but um, he said if we played this survivor game a hundred times, you would probably win the most out of all of them. And I stand by that. You are such a good uh, player, a good, you know, competitor. Uh, and you give ev- your all in everything that you, uh, you know, in every single round. And that's all that I could, you know, ask for in somebody who came and played. And I would be honored if you came back and uh, um, played again, if we have that, uh, that time come to fruition. So um didn't really go how we wanted it to, but you uh, you did get to spend night night two in the house. Uh, once I get those Ponderosa videos edited, we'll see <laughs> how those go. But right now we are focusing on episode 10 to be, be released tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. You can find it on Survivor Dearborn channel or Survivor Dearborn Productions on YouTube. Um, you can watch episodes one through nine, get a little caught up on what's going on. 
But episode 10 is uh, the start of day three. We are in the final stretch. Ten players left in the game. Uh, we have four episodes left in the series. And pressure is on for me to get these edited. But tomorrow's will be good to go. And tune in for that. Like always, um, for our top three players, the power player rankings, follow us on social media. Those will be posted there sometime this week. And you can see where um, the, the numbers lie. Juliana had a really good week. We'll see if she's able to surpass Sydney in the number one spot. Um, but without further ado, Drew, Charlie, thank you so much for joining me and Always. speaking uh, on this episode. It was great to have you. This was a great episode. We got a lot of, you know, in-game dialogue going and, and the questions flowing. Spencer, again, thank you for hopping on and, um, you know, talking through your game, your experience. Uh, always great to have you. And again, yeah. Make sure to tune in tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Everybody else, thanks for joining in the comments. And if you're watching back, hope you have a great rest of your week. Bye, guys.